I'm just like walking up to my computer and I just see you like staring into my soul. <laughs> hey there, everybody. Welcome to the Virtual Homework Podcast. My name is Dana. Thank you. Well, my name is Sam, but thank you for finally... This is what I want. I want a completely subdued, no no sharp edges, just like a circle of a man. I'm a new person. Dana. You know? So, he's a new person. I, I'm just going to make he's, things go real easy for us this time. He's had six pounds of edible brownies. Oh, God. Is I he, feel like I would, like, <laughs> die. <laughs> You'd probably pass out, but at the same time... We have like a half hour period where you're subdued Wait, what? and and like willing to talk at a podcast before like you have violent hallucinations about. I feel I feel like I would have really... to go to a hospital like very soon. Like that would actually be interesting. <laughs> like we're halfway through this and then I'm just like, I have to go to the hospital now. I just, I just have like a timer on the screen, like minutes until I have to call 911 for, <laughs> for Dana. <laughs> I'd be down. Uh, I'm not. But. Think, talk about things well, we are down for, down, though. I, did you get those brownies in the mail? I'm not eating food that was sent to me, like, mysteriously in uh, <laughs> the the mail. Well, maybe not now, but what if it was like, oh, package from Sam, it's brownies in the mail. Well, actually, that would be, like, a strange concept, because it's like, oh, you sent me brownies. That'd be really weird. I don't know. I, I, I Probably not now, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Well, well, speaking of things, doing them together, amazing transition, by the way. We, we did end up playing a little bit more Baba as you, because I actually, uh, I, I mentioned last podcast, like, oh, maybe I'll play this game with you and we'll try to enjoy it a bit more. I thought it was going to end up being like The Witness, but it kind of just ended up being a mediocre experience. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe I truly I, overrated Baba as I you. liked it a little bit when we were playing together. I mean, I like I said, my state, number one complaint in that game is, I got the answer, but I didn't understand why that was the answer, and that was my biggest problem. Like, I didn't feel like I was solving anything. I just felt like it was just trial and error until, like, okay, it solved itself, so. So when you had a prodigy, when you had a teacher explaining why the answer was what it was, you just, you felt enlightened? Sure, yes. <laughs> All right, well, what did we play today? What did we play today? We played... What did we play today? Use your words. What did I play... <laughs> what did we play today? What did we play this week, Dana? Uh, Jesus Christ. Well, first off, theme song. What's good, man? It's your boy, Juicy J, man. Shout out to Virtual Homework Podcast. Oh, my God. I can't speak. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so we played uh, some esoteric as fuck game that no one has ever heard of. And it was just on some random forum thread that some guy posted uh, called Hover Racing, a game for the PS1 that is a fucking hard racing game. Yeah, honestly, though, honestly, though, I was pretty impressed. I mean, we played Jet Moto, that piece of shit game that no one the liked. Jet Moto is and infinitely more than this experience. Okay, you know what? Jet Moto may be more polished, but I actually enjoyed this game way, way more than Jet Moto. Uh, eh, yeah, I could see that. The, the, the issue... The issue with uh, Jet Moto is is truly that it has like the Quap syndrome, where it's a little bit too hard to control. Which is ironic, coming from me saying this game's good when it had very similar issues. Yeah, I, I, th I think this think game that, is obscenely uh, difficult. Yeah, I, I think that the issue that Jet Moto had over this is that because it was a more uh, highly scoped game, like the 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 maps were infinitely more complicated. Yeah. It just had a lot more to go wrong versus this game where all the maps were incredibly basic. But let's let's talk about what hover racing is. It's a very basic title. It's literally hover racing. You're literally so yes, there's like racing. four cars to choose from. It's racing. You're a hovering futuristic car. The the maps themselves are pretty simplistic. It's basically like and I mean to the point of like copyright infringement. F zero, but three D for, for the PSX. It's it's literally like a one for one copy of F zero, except when you go over those uh, platforms, you lose power instead of gain it, which is weird. It's it's quite quite literally in some aspects a three D uh, version of F zero, but they probably wouldn't get sued because of the game's history. So you're probably like, how the hell did you find hover racing for PSX? Yeah, I I, I have no idea. Like I said, it's like super esoteric and random as well. Well, there's. Like a multi-layered thing that happened here. Uh, so I, I stream on Twitch, 
And part of streaming on Twitch is you want to meme and you want to stream to some stupid ass game that is not Mario or whatever you're playing. I want to stream to like uh, Dana is a poop dick that that's that's the name of the game i want to stream to but obviously uh obviously i can't stream to dana as a poop dick because okay because that game doesn't exist right that's what you think well yeah that's what you think that's like a play the fucking sound from metal gear like oh what happens with twitch is that they <laughs> they take their game database from the giant bomb game database data data the the way that the giant bomb game database works is that uh it, it's kind of like a wiki uh, where where you quite literally edit edit anything and then like it's it's approved by by moderators and then it's on uh, the the game database page. But the thing is, if you have a certain this level, game isn't on there, right? It it actually is on there. But but the thing is, if you want to add a game like any game without moderator approval, you need five thousand wiki points, and that's a lot of <laughs> wiki points. Like you have to edit a lot to get five thousand wiki points. But I am a very 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 like for lack of a better term, anal person. Did you really do this? So, so I found what gave the most points, and the most points for some reason, everything's worth like one to two points. If you change the release date for a game, it's worth thirty points. So I did the calculations. I had to do about one hundred fifty-five date changes. So I found games that did not have a release date, and I looked them up, and I got the correct ones because I knew they were going to be moderator, Jesus moderator Christ. approved. And uh, one of the games on there, I made a couple games, and they actually got added to my list. But one of the games on here was a really obscure PSX game called Hover Racing. I'm like, oh shit, this game actually looks pretty cool. I'll add this to my list to play because I kind of want to play this because I saw like some some gameplay on on uh, yeah, yeah yeah on YouTube. So that's that's really what happened uh, on my quest to get unmoderated giant bomb access. I found Hover Racing <laughs> for PSX. PS1, I'm sorry. I know you got upset when I kept saying PSX last time we played a PlayStation game. I mean, it, it is traditional in the sense that it's a racing game. You're going around a track in a futuristic world. You know, some of the tracks twist and turn and stuff like that. But the, um, I guess, twist on it, I want to say, is like the physical driving mechanics themselves is how you use the... Um, the shoulder buttons to move your uh, hover around, which is actually quite fun and felt super good to do. Like using the R1 uh, and R2 and L1 and L2. Because how it works is each of the hovers have two uh, thrusts on each side and each of the shoulder buttons control one of those uh, thrusts. So maybe you want to use one on one side, one on the other side to like push yourself uh, from the front on the left and the back on the right as you're going around a very difficult corner. Um, which this game is literally nothing but difficult corners. Uh, how far did you get in the uh, the normal? So I mode, beat by the, the way? first two Grand Prix uh, out of three. There's, there's, so this, I, I feel like I feel like before we actually get into like how much we played, we have to we have to still go deeper into the game the the game itself and the history behind it. So really? this game is obscure because it's. It's it's not really meant for commercial release. We mentioned like this copies so much of F Zero, and they could get away with that because this is basically one guy independently developing this and not even trying to sell the game. This is a Net Yorose game or Yorose game. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly. But, I'm not familiar with that. But the Net Yorose is a dev kit meant for hobbyists that was released specifically for the PS One. Uh, only only in Japan, I'm pretty sure. So like people made their own games. Yeah, people basically made their own game. Do you remember like? It was kind of. It was only around for like like six months or a year, but there was the Xbox Live like developer games where it was like these really really like there's, there's horrible indie... horrible horrible games with like white backgrounds and like stuff like yeah that like basically and... stick figures and stuff like that. I yeah I, I do I do remember that actually yeah yeah. yeah. Th- this is basically the PS One's version of that, but like this is infinitely oh, more polished than the X. I think it was called the XNA or something like that, like Xbox Developer Network or something like I, that. I, I just remember getting stoned off my ass and playing like a bunch of those games with my friends like way back in the day. Yeah yeah, but basically this was a hobbyist dev kit. Uh, that was slightly more expensive than the original PS1. Um, and this is one of the games that came out of this. So this this was actually not, like, sold to anyone. This is developed by a single guy. Uh, what's his name? So so was this released in any sense? Like, could, like, how, how could this guy was just, this this game was just on this guy's computer or, like, on this dev kit and only he played it until it was released on the internet? Or I, how, how was this? So, so this game was released in 1997, but I, th- I think he, like, made demo discs and just, like, distributed them. It was definitely not sold anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I'm just curious of like the dis- distribution method. Like, on was it on the internet, or did you just like burn it to a disc, or so so that I'm not exactly sure. But like, th- this is like purely the passion project of one guy who really liked the PlayStation. No, it, it's cool, and it's like the fundamentals for like a really fucking cool game. Like, if this had an actual team behind it to like polish it, make like better levels, uh, which I have a sh- huge qualm with uh, on some of the levels and stuff like that. Um, I think this could have been like a really, really good and well received game because, like the, like I said, the mechanics of the shoulder buttons using uh, the thrusters on the sides is really, really fun. Like it feels so fluid going around the corner and like doing it right. Yeah, th- this is one of those games that really rewards skill. So yeah, as as Dana said, each each side has two thrusters, basically a powerful thrust of like left or right and a slightly less powerful thrust of left or right. You could also use them together to get like mega powerful thrusts. Yeah. Mega powerful thrust, um, but <laughs> but yeah, you could also certain. There's actually cars that don't allow you to steer. You only have only could use the thrusters. But there's there's also like steering left and right. That's actually a complaint of mine. So it's like you're looking at the cars, and there's like eight different stats for the car, and it's like what the fuck do any of these mean? There's like random fucking words that give you no inclination of like what they do or anything like that. I mean, I mean at the same time, like I only chose the red car because the red car was the best like by far i chose was it really i chose the blue one blue is second best but like red red and blue are miles better than the other ones like there's four cars so the silver one so i i got to the very last level of the third cup okay so that's that's Um, the last level of the game there's three cups each with three there's nine levels three levels yeah i got there in about 40 minutes because i was like oh i'm gonna time this like i timed oh, shit. it you're actually, way better with, than with me a, it took a, me two hours to get to the third cup uh it, it took me um like so i beat the first two cups in about 20 minutes okay um and then i i will say though i didn't realize there was a turbo button until like the last level of the second cup oh yeah did you just do it on normal mode or did you like put it down on difficulty or there's difficulties in this game yeah there's like easy normal i, and hard. I didn't go to the option um, menu once so that third level on the second uh track is so fucking hard. yeah yeah uh, to go back I, I i know exactly what you're talking about to go into like the further mechanics and some of my complaints i feel like these levels are too thin the game works on a power system so when you hit the side you lose power so it's like the mechanics are such a way you're gonna be hitting the wall like every three seconds like even if you're somewhat good and skilled at this type of game like you're gonna be hitting this wall and you need to be going fast like these uh, computer people are going so fast that if you hit the wall a couple times like you're you're done yeah i i don't i don't know if it's a car i was using but i had to like almost con like so there's a turbo button that also takes away your health so like if you're if you're hitting the walls in conjunction with like using the turbo button you're going to die and it's it's a one one hit system so if you fall off the map which you actually can if you go off ramps and uh, or or you hit yeah, the wall too many times die. you will die and both these happen actually a lot the game is legitimately very hard you're doing certain levels where you have to basically be constantly turboing uh and then picking up like health packs on the on the map or like going over a health yeah zone or whatever and if you hit the walls too many times you're 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 screwed because you cannot turbo and therefore you're going to lose. You have to get first in every single race. The the thing is it it's very very forgiving. It's difficult but forgiving in that like it will let you advance like a level per level. You just have to get first. So you're not going to start the whole grand yeah, prix first over. every time. Which I hate that. So it's like you could just sit there and like try and doing it, but I always just restarted cuz you know right away if you're not going to do it. Um because you pretty much have to get in fr- first place like the very first lap and then stay there. The the driving mechanics were weird. Um there wasn't really much of a catch up system, but like once you got ahead, it was like easier to stay ahead of them. That I, I think like part was, of it was like the, the collision. So so like if you are in the middle of the pack, which first of all, this is like a this is this is not a four way race, it's a two way race. Two of the people you could yeah. easily surpass in like ten seconds. And then it's basically you trying yeah. to pick up uh, first place from from the whatever characters like rival. the super mega uh, OP computer. Yeah, but um, like if if you're anywhere near them, like you'll bounce off of them, and it will like seriously like fuck you up. Like you'll lose all your momentum because you like bounce to a yeah. wall. So like once once you break away, it's generally easy. Um, but it's it's mm-hmm. about breaking away. And I I actually so <laughs> I submitted this game to speedrun.com. I I actually I was like uh I I think I actually could probably record this and like get like a quote unquote world record because like no one else has like timed it before. Uh, you you honestly, if you recorded it, probably beat me. You probably have. I I did with live splits. Oh really? So. Oh shit! Like I think this is an amazing speed game. Like honestly, like it's so hard. It's, it's like, really hard. Literally. But it's one of those things where like 
once you start like feeling the controls, it becomes like an extension of yourself. Like you're you oh you absolutely. absolutely know like what you're doing, and it's it's pretty crazy because there's so many different things. Like you have left and right on the joystick, and then two additional left and rights basically. So like it's like yeah, like it, it literally feels like it's an extension of yourself. Like you said, like it feels so fluid. Uh, it, it, it's like I said, it's, it's it's a lot of fun. Did you, how did you play the last levels? Um, or I I only you... got to three one. I couldn't pe- pass uh three one. It would like it gets so hard. Like three one, I did, and then three two took me like like twenty twenty five minutes, and then I just could not do three three. I just couldn't. I probably if I spent on it. Um, but after playing this game for like you know forty five minutes to an hour, I was just like. My hands literally hurt from playing this. So, yeah, yeah, you're basically holding down buttons constantly. Like, it actually is pretty straining on the hands. I, I will say, though, the, I, I enjoy the level design. Like, I understand it's simplistic. This is made by one person. The only level I didn't like was, uh, I think it was, like, 2-1 or 2-2. Two, two. It was called, like, uh, Rolling Stone or something like that. Oh, yeah, And, and that was yeah, because yeah. the level was, like, literally, like, glitched in that, like, uh, there were certain parts of the level where if you touched it, like, you, it would, it's like you hit a wall, but there's no wall there. And I think it's just because, like, it has, it has weird... I never had like, that issue. It goes down and then up in a V. It's not smooth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I guess I never had that issue. Um, maybe it's just like because it's the the vehicle I used. Yeah, I mean that could be it. Um, did you ever use the so so? There's the Grand Prix. There's there's a couple other modes. I feel like this would be a super fun multiplayer game. There is a multiplayer mode, but um, oh, okay. did you ever play the there was like the mode? training mode? Yeah, yeah I, I looked at it and it was in Japanese, so I didn't know what the fuck I was supposed so, to do. So so every like, single level is self-explanatory level? except for one one, which you have to read Japanese for, and that's really unfortunate because I actually found the mode training uh, to be more fun than uh than the actual Grand Prix. I, I, I didn't know what to do. So, on the first so the level first level, it's in Japanese, and I actually, I by chance, I figured it out. You literally, it just wants you to, to understand how to turn, so you spin... 360 with the booster and then you win how do you do a 360 you just hold the booster button until you spin around uh, okay. 360 but but the other training levels like it has like fun stuff it's like oh there's challenges where like you can't hit a wall and you have to get first and you have like 15 seconds and like like each individual challenge is short but like they're challenging enough and like the goals are obtainable enough that like I spent like like an hour and a half like doing these challenges. I beat level one and two. Uh, maybe I should actually check them. No, out they're then, they're legitimately fun. World one, it's not bad. Like I beat I beat those in five minutes. It took me a lot longer to beat. Like it took me like thirty to thirty five minutes to beat level two and then level or level three. Each one has five levels. It was very yeah. like level level three is impossible. Do you, do you un do you did you read into it all what you unlock with this game? No, not at all. Like I said, I just I did the um the Grand Prix at the first three, and then I I like checked out the practice mode briefly. The first level, I had no idea what the fuck I was doing, so I'm like, all right, I guess I'm not gonna progress. Yeah, in it's this. like when we played Jamis, and I'm like, oh yeah, you're not allowed to look at all how to play this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's like. Yeah, by chance I get to a certain point. Yeah, pretty much. But um, if you beat all three Grand Prix, you unlock another car called the Alpha. So like the the cars are called Ooh. like Beta, Jester, like uh, but like the Alpha is basically like the Beta, which is the car that you can't steer. You can only use the the side buttons. But it yeah. has a higher top speed or higher average speed. I forget which one. Okay. Um. So it is it is a good car. And if you beat all the training mode, I'm not sure if you have to do the training modes all with one one car or all four cars. And like if you do it with all four cars, that would actually take a really long time. You unlock like the developer, and it's just like a dude running on the track, and it's actually really funny looking. <laughs> Wait, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll send you a video later. But like it it, it actually looks really funny, and apparently it's a good car. So I mean, it's this is just an example of like you really can't knock a good game design like this. This guy had an idea, and if he had more time and more money and a little bit more polish on this, like this, this could be a game that people remember for the PS One. Yeah, in my yeah, opinion. what like the, the the main gripe I have is honestly the graphics is just very very simplistic. Like they're all right. I love the, the music. Yeah, like, that's, some I, of those that's, tracks that's the one thing I want to say. This music bops. I was like, holy like, shit! It's so good. I was like, I don't I don't know if he made it. Like I he he probably programmed it. Maybe he like uh he commissioned the music out but like i was like a massive i was super into this music like the entire time yeah. like i was super into it like go sato tomokazu like you made a good ass yeah. hobbyist game like i i'm into it go hover racing yeah no like, good for him like he made a cool game with like fun mechanics obviously it has his little quirks and things that like i think the ai is way too difficult at the um, same time but 
if you are back in 1997 and you want longevity from your game, do do you really think it was? It that has to, it has to be difficult. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like it's like a nine level passion project. So it's like you know. But yeah, on the same topic of good game design, what else did we do this week? So yeah, we're we're actually putting our money where our mouth is here, and we've talked about doing a game and a movie, having having a little date night, making it incredibly <laughs> awkward. I'll play a little game, Whoa. play a little movie. Don't. Don't say it. Yeah, don't say don't, it. Like don't that. say it like that. I'm happily in a relationship, and uh, Dana is happily sad and alone forever. I'm I'm married to the money. Yeah, he's married to the grind, the hashtag grind. On Twitter, you <laughs> look at his tweets. Like five out of six are hashtag grind. Hashtag on that grind. Yeah. I mean, how do you think he met Juicy J? <laughs> <laughs> but um, so we we watched indie game movie. Indie game the movie. How fucking dare oh, my you? apologies. Yeah, I, I kind of was a little unfair. I feel like the way that we're going to do this is uh, one person picks a game, one person picks a movie. If, assuming this goes according to plan, assuming no one leaks yeah, nuclear yeah, yeah. secrets and gets arrested in this podcast. Like, how, how do you jump to that? I'm like, oh, we're going to talk about some movies, and we're like, you know, giving away secrets to the Russian government. Yeah, well, like, I'm like, the there's anything could happen here. But I'm just saying, assuming nothing terrible goes wrong, like I can limbs, assume are, that limbs are intact. Happen. Um, at the end of this conversation, we're probably going to do a game and a movie. What is your expectation of I this? I don't know. Like, things could happen. Anything could happen. <laughs> so let's talk about the movie. All right. Well, we watched Indie Game the movie, and, and th- th- this wasn't really, like, really my choice or anything. I-, I was the one who brought it up, but, like, we we mentioned Indie Game the movie before in the podcast, so we thought it would be a good starting point. I mean, th- really, our starting point was uh, Killer Bean, which is, like, you can't have a better starting point <laughs> for reviewing movies no, than that. No, it can only go up from there. Yeah. But Indie Game, the movie, we specifically chose it because uh, Jonathan Blow is featured in it. Jonathan Blow is the person who made The Witness. Uh, this doesn't talk about The Witness because it was made four years before that game was released, but it talks about his first yeah. game, Braid. So it, it basically follows a bunch of uh, indie game developers and their their quests on completing their game and, and what happened during development, what happened after development, the drama in between. I I will gum out come out I'll gum out I'll come out and say I've watched this before and both times I enjoyed it like I I was not it's excellent. yeah it was it was like, a really good documentary it, it's enchanting like I'm I'm like rooting for these guys well everyone but uh, Jonathan Blow because <laughs> uh, like here's the thing all these these two other guys it's like a passion project they're like I will literally kill myself if this doesn't do well like all this stuff like they're putting everything on the line whereas Jonathan Blow is like yeah I knew it was gonna be good you know it's so not a big deal so. Honestly, I was, I remember watching this, I watched this, like, when it came out, I watched this, like, eight years ago, uh, like, I don't, like, not in theaters, like, whenever it was released. Yeah, 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 um, it was released. But, so, I, I thought Jonathan Blow had a much larger role, I was surprised how little Jonathan Blow was in this movie, he, it really he wasn't was about like, him. He was, like, in, like, none of this movie, yeah, he's, like, in 10% yeah, of it. Yeah, this movie's about an hour 40, he was in, like, maybe 10 minutes of the movie, and I was like, oh, sh-, I, I thought this, like, movie was, like, a third Jonathan Blow, because it follows three games, it follows... Super Meat Boy, pretty good game. Not sure if you ever heard of it. Um, Fez, no. which has, I mean, like, honestly, it was well-reviewed. I know that some people think it was just, like... We can do a whole podcast on yeah. the lore of that movie. Yeah. Um, but, and then and then one of the games was Braid, uh, which yeah. which was Jonathan Blow's first game. Um, it, it really, it follows these three people. Uh, Fez specifically had a little bit more drama because it was in development hell. Yeah. Let's just get into the synopsis and, and just talk about uh, how how we interpreted were the critics here. Well, anyway. Start the synopsis. Braid developer Jonathan Blow recounts his thought process for the game. He wishes to put his deepest flaws in... Oh, I'm not going to fucking do this. All right, let's just talk about the movie. I feel like reading a synopsis works when it's not a documentary. Yeah, I mean, like, basically it follows... Like, we'll start by game by game. Like, Braid... Um, you know, a project by Jonathan Blow, you know, he said at the beginning of the movie, he's like, I can put anything, I can do anything, you know, this is what I'm good at, I can do it. It felt very, like, uh, he expected greatness, he didn't, like, he worked for it, obviously, he he made a fantastic game, but it just very came off as, like, oh, this is expected, like, this is, you know, given to me, you know, like this, of course this happened. Like that's just how he came off a lot of the time. Yeah. So Jonathan Blow is, is honestly like, I, I'm willing to say this cause he's a multimillionaire. Uh, and I guess I could bash. What am I saying anyway? But Jonathan Blow is a weird ass guy who just like, he talks 
in a in like a very pretentious manner and like all his shots yeah. are in coffee shops in San Francisco. He just like they really didn't go to the development of this game. Like it basically He's just like, "Oh, I had no difficulty making this and I knew it was going to be yeah, good." He's like, I, "I someone said a good idea and no one made the idea, so I made the idea and then I released the game." And then basically what happened was he released his game Braid. It was a critical darling and it sold a lot of money. He or he sold a lot of copies and made millions of dollars. It, he sold a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, he sold so much money. He was selling Zimbabwean bills on eBay um for for pennies on the dollar. He basically sold his game Braid and what happened was he just got upset because even though the game was reviewed very highly, people didn't understand it. Specifically Soldier Boy was in yeah he's like well oh, i'm he, playing braid he goes back in time like what like it's like and he's upset that's he, well it, it, that kind of pissed me off because like when i play games i like to play them the way like i want to play it you know mm -hmm. and he he was basically like uh oh these people aren't playing the game right oh these people aren't getting out of this what i wanted people to get out of it and it's like dude like let people have their own experience. Like, it's a fantastic game that people, they're like, oh, well, they like it for the wrong reasons. They like it because of the mechanics. Like, I'm like... <sighs> yeah, but... It's just, like I said, it's very pretentious. Yeah, John Jonathan Blow is a pretentious guy, but, like, I feel like he... In a way, he deserves to be pretentious. He's made, like, amazing products. Like, Oh, yeah, like, he, his, his games are fantastic, yeah. you know, and we're just riding on him for, you know, but, to entertainment sake. But, but really, his part of the movie was was talking about his his struggle post-release with, like, grappling the fact that, like, people are making their own experiences with the game. Uh, he, he basically got notoriety for any review of the game. You would see him in the comment section being like, I disagree with your review. Which is, like, totally, as a creator, you don't e do that. You could Even if it was, like, a 10 out of 10 review yeah. saying, like, I like this game for this reason. He's like, oh, you're not supposed to like it for that reason. You're supposed to like it for this reason. Yeah, he, he also, he got on people for, like, being superficial. It's like, you didn't really understand the point. You just enjoyed it. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, not everyone is a genius, you know? Yeah, but but the movie was bookended by him, so we talked, he talked a little bit about indie game development and how, like, uh, similar to uh, Dana, how I sharpened, or I, I softened his edges uh, at the beginning of the podcast. He's like, yeah. the point of indie games is that they aren't these safe, uh, curved edges. They're, they got rough edges, and uh, that's why people like yeah, indie just, games. You just make a game, and... You're not trying to make the next Call of Duty to appeal to the most people possible. You're making your game for you, essentially. Yeah, and, and it actually literally ended on uh, saying, oh, The Witness is coming next year. This this movie was released in 2012. Witness came out in 2016, so oof. Three years more yeah. in development hell. But speaking of development hell, the other, the next story that it really focused on was uh, the development of Fez, which uh, had fucking Phil Fish. So I, I'll fully admit this. Back in, like, this is blowing your mind here, because this is actually kind of, I was a Gamer Gator back in 2014. Oh, no. Which is, like, a really, like, I honestly, like, I'm ashamed of it. If you followed <laughs> Gamergate, which was in 2014, Phil Fish was a massive target of Gamergate. So, like, I... Oh, he was targeted so hard yeah. to the point where he literally left the internet. Yeah, he, he just was like, I'm I'm going to move on with my life. And then, like, all these, like, uh, losers on the internet are like, you can't, you can't just do that. You can't just... You have to just, like, get pummeled by our criticism constantly. It's like, no, I'm just... Let, let's start from the beginning of this. But, okay, what so... I want to say is that, like, eventually I realized that, like, oh, I was just indoctrinated by a couple websites that were, like, they resonated somehow deeply with me because I wanted, like, journalistic integrity, and then I realized that, like, yeah. all these people sucked and that I got roped into uh, a very misguided and, uh, like, for lack of a better term, misogynistic, racist, like, uh, sort of deal, and, like... Because of that, I understand how how people, especially people who don't have high social lives, uh, like fall for these like Can fall into that like yeah. extremist traps. But I'm very lucky to say that like I did not go like super in deep. I'm still not super in deep to that. Like I could actually make my own decisions. So like fuck Gamergate. But like I, it's scary how easily it is to get pulled into these things. That's all I'm trying. to oh, say. Oh yeah, I mean you know YouTube recommended. Next thing you know, you're on an alt right video. You know, telling you why uh, you need to clean your room and women suck or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. Just, oh. oh, by the way, um, uh, death, death to all non Christians. Like what? Yeah, if, like shit like yeah, that. It's like normal except for that. But anyway, <laughs> let, let's go it, into to, Phil to go back Fish's onto story. Fez. Um, so Phil Fish, he basically, I think it was in 
2009 or was it like 2004 or something? So, where, no, so 2005. Where, development hell for four years. So it had to be 2008 at this point because the movie was in 2008. Really the game was announced. You know, they had the trailer. It was super well received. People were like, oh, this looks super cool and stuff like that. So then he's developing this game himself. Meanwhile, the entire time he's developing this game by himself, the internet is literally like, you know, fuck you, Phil Fish. Phil Fish, you're a piece of shit. Like, when is this game going to come yeah, out? Yeah, they're, they're insulting him because the game's been delayed multiple times. Yeah, when because he, he had a business partner that he was working on the game with, and the guy apparently pulled out. Um, so literally, he's building this game by himself, like a passion project, you know. There, there's Everything like multiple things that went wrong. Not only did his business partner pull out and like it was like a messy thing where he's like doesn't want to give away the rights or something to that something to that instead. Like he also like had a grant from the Canadian government that was basically paying him to make this game because there was like some arts yeah. arts government initiative and and then they pulled their their money because like it took too long and like there's there's multiple other aspects. It's definitely the most dramatic part of the movie. Speaking of dramatic Absolutely. parts of the movie, when so basically he's like, "Oh, this is part of my life," and the the interviewee says, "What are you gonna do if this game isn't released?" He's like, "I'll kill myself. I will kill I myself. Will straight yeah. up kill myself." I'm like, Jesus Christ! Like this is well, that's like it, that's why this game was uh, excuse me, this movie was so like hard hitting. Like you you don't when you play these games, you don't think about the effort that goes into it. Like when you see like a multi million dollar company making these games, you know they have a team of a thousand people working on this, but. A lot of these indie games that are fun are made by like one or two people. Like they're putting everything they have into this game. And it kind of gave a picture into the world of like hell that developing these games is actually. Like to have the motivation, the ability, like these guys are fucking insane, to put it bluntly. You know, I, I, I strong props to any of these guys that put the, the passion and work into these games because I, I couldn't do it. What I will say is that, like, uh, Phil Fish, yeah, I, I recognize that he's in kind of, like, a perilous situation, but, like, he came, like, this whole movie is the most pretentious thing I've ever seen. Like, every part of this oh, movie yeah. is so goddamn pretentious. There's, like, a scene where there's, like, a controller hanging off, like, a, a <laughs> power line, and, like, really, yeah. like, this is... Yeah, like, it's, like, a sneakers, like, in a bad yeah, movie. Yeah, it's, like, it's, oh, it's, it's Super so controller. goddamn pretentious, but... It's re- really good, though. Yeah, it is a really good movie. But uh, at the same time, like, Phil Fish is the most pretentious person alive. He has, like, these stupid mutton chops that I wish he would shave. And, uh, <laughs> like, yeah. there's, like, a scene of him. Like, I wrote this down because I was so disgusted by it. Like, he, he like, has his shoe on his knee and he has, like, his tablet on his shoe. And I'm like, no one sits like this, you pretentious douchebag. <laughs> and But anyway... Phil Fish is in legal trouble. He wants to show off his game that has been in development hell. It's the first time he's showing it off in like three or four years. He has to get like legal uh, sign off from his partner, and he doesn't get it. He risks a lawsuit by doing it anyway. And like his his story is the most dramatic, and it all pays off. It all pays. It all, off it end, all does except... pay off because he he is business partner eventually he releases a fantastic game they make a lot of money and fantastic uh debatable i mean it got good reviews but it has bad user reviews but i'm not sure how much of that is like gamergate bombing i don't even want to get into it but he basically in 2014 because fez 2 was gonna come out he basically said you know what fuck this i'm receiving too much abuse uh i'm taking my money and running uh, fuck all you guys, and then just went quiet on the internet. The last tweet he made was in 2013. Yeah, yeah, so th- so the thing is, like, Phil Fish looks so stereotypical, like, hipster. I feel like, honestly, that's probably the reason why he was targeted. And that, and he was, like, an opinionated person. Like, he wasn't just some, like, shell. Yeah, but he was attacked so hard. Like, and I, I, I remember him getting giving a Just getting a glimpse into the hell that they went through to build and make this game by yourself, like the effort like hours you know like 12 hours a day for like years to the point where he's saying i want to die and then have every time you look at the internet people saying like fuck you kill yourself you're a piece of shit like when's this game coming like i i i would not be able to deal with it. I've, I've been in situations where i could actually like uh like sympathize i like i i know that i haven't really talked about my background in the uh in the groove scene a little bit, but like I was, I I've been in projects that have been development hell, specifically this, this <laughs> pack called scrapyard. Kent took like four years to develop and like, you just like have people, random Peruvians messaging yeah, you like, at three in the morning. Yeah. Like actually legitimately Peruvians and Colombians being like, yo, where's scrapyard Kent? And I'm not going to explain why that's geography is relevant, but uh, like, yeah, it, like I get the pressure just mounting and like, 
it it really does suck and i i commend phil fish for like just being like you know i'm not gonna play your game so he did it he 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 built the game though you know and that's something that for the rest of his life he can be proud of yeah and he i'm i'm proud of him for not playing the that like i feel like especially in this age where like people like i'm not gonna decry like say cancel culture is like the way like oh this cancel culture you can't say anything anymore like people have made some terrible ass decisions that they should yeah they say some horrible shit (laughs) but like some people would be like oh no you should fight back against these people saying shitty things about like no you don't have to play that game you could just just you're, you're just one your person. Life. He made his. Yeah. He made his money. He could. Well, what's wrong with him just running off? Like yeah. he's. No one is entitled to anything. And if people act like they are, like fuck you. You know. What I will say though, um, is that I might sue Phil Fish for almost giving me a seizure. Oh, yeah, there's like a one random ass scene where there's like a seizure box. He's like, oh, I created this game when I was a kid. It's literally just a seizure. And then like yeah, it, like zooms in and like is like oh, I hope that. They have a warning somewhere that says if you have no. epilepsy. They I, they didn't like in the movie. Like I like it's irresponsible. Like if you have epilepsy, that's bad. But yeah. but speaking of suing, like so that was actually the only controversy after the movie. Uh, there there was like an epilogue yeah. later that said like oh yeah Phil Fish. Like there's like an epilogue after the movie, like a year after like they released the statement like oh Phil Fish made his game like whatever. But like when the movie yeah. came out, there was like talk of controversy because. Right at the credits, I'm not sure if you watch the credits. I I didn't watch the credits, I, I, but I, like I, I, I didn't watch the credits. Every single time I watch a movie, I read the synopsis on Wikipedia to make sure I didn't miss anything. Uh, it's pretty neurotic, but anyway, Nerd. there was a controversy in that Phil Fish's ex business partner, who actually made the music for Fez, it was the it was a bus- yeah. it was the person who made the music, and like the rights of the music were in dispute because he left the project, uh, and eventually he was uncredited, but he got like a bunch of money. But uh, there there was a ending credit scene that said uh the, the phil fish's business partner did not want to be uh, asked not to be in the movie that was false that was misleading phil fish's business oh, no. partner was not asked to be in the movie which is very different Ooh. honestly that is so different do you think that's really true though or did you say that after the fact after you saw it don't do, do do well in fez no well. no like this he it was like th- almost immediately corrected like they th- new copies of the movie have the credits say that like uh phil fish oh, okay. was the, like they, they corrected it themselves after like he saw that and was like what the hell this is not what happened so yeah so yeah it 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 was a situation where the movie goer like like i don't i don't know if you've seen king of kong i don't know if you like like they definitely play up the yeah. drama Oh, absolutely, to some degree. They're like, oh, no, the game, we're we're presenting it. There's so many bugs. No one's going to like it. I'm going to die. Like, I'm sure to some extent, like, some of that's true, but they definitely play it up. Speaking of playing it up, the last but not least part of the story is the development of Super Meat Boy, um, who is, Which... is developed by Edmund McMullen and uh, Tommy Rafines. Uh, Edmund is, like, the art guy. Tommy's the the coding guy. What I will say is, is uh, in terms of drama, Tommy pissed me off. Like I understand, I'm a programmer. He's a programmer. He's probably a better programmer than me, honestly. Like, yeah. Like, but like, Tommy was just like a pouty ass guy the entire movie. It's like, oh, I no, think he we're said it. I think he just said it himself. Yeah. He said he's weird, so I get it because I'm a weird kid. So it, you just feel neurotic about shit randomly. So, you know, he's just, he's stuck in his own head, which is a problem I have for sure. So I, I kind of sympathized him, but yeah, it can be kind of annoying. So, so um, the development of Meat Boy is, is going well, but they've given, or been given this uh, curveball in that if they want to be promoted on this indie event, they have to beat the, or beat the game. They have to complete the game in two months, which is possible, but it requires massive crunch and like toll physically and emotionally. Um, yeah. It it then goes into like the past of both people. Uh, Tommy, the programmer, his parents are like in debt from the financial crisis, which gets like super political. Like for a state, a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like because of this administration. I'm like, whoa, this is this is gonna whatever. It's not you, wrong. You, you speak your mind, Tommy. You go for it. Uh, but then it goes into the artist uh, Edmund's past with game development and like his. Yeah, they, they, now that I think about it, a lot of his stuff that he had, there were games on Newgrounds, which is something we've talked about. Yeah, Super Meat Boy itself was a game on Newgrounds. Yeah, which is super cool. Um, I, I like this part of the story. It was very feel-good. Like, to see, like, his wife, like, crying, like, I got my cat and stuff like that. Like, I was tearing up a little bit. I'm like, oh, oh so I, I, I teared up the uh, the proposal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I... 
Yeah. Yeah. But it was all super cute and felt. Th- good this was and... the best part of the movie by far. Uh, it, and, oh, absolutely. And I, absolutely. it's kind of weird because I feel like we both have least amount to say to this, but uh, like there there was some drama. And it's like the it was, it was just like a yeah, legitimately but it was just good like them. It was just them working super fucking hard and like seeing like the payoff and like how happy they are and how much they deserved it for such a wonderful game. Like, yeah, but but at with, the like, same zero time, pretentiousness. at the same time, the payoff had some drama in that this this whole thing, this whole uh, event that was supposed to promote their game, didn't actually promote their game, and like they had to like uh, call them up and be like, "Why is our game not showing up on your thing?" But eventually, uh, it became the best-selling indie game on on Xbox Arcade, and they made a shit yep. ton of money. Yeah, I think they deserve it because they made a wonderful game. They ended up playing, making a board game, which I've played. The Super Meat Boy board game is awesome as hell. So they deserve it because they had a sick ass Aqua Teen Hunger Force poster in the room. Yeah, that too, because yeah, Aqua Teen is number one. But at the same time, they didn't deserve it because, like, they got like he basically like okay. Tommy, he's so much better than me in every single way as a programmer, as like a person. Like he made a dope ass uh-huh. product, but uh-huh. he was just like Halo. That's a shit game. I'm here to make good games. I'm like, really? I can understand where he's coming from, though. Like he's, it's obviously like extremely pretentious, but it's like, I don't want to say they're shit games, but they're just made to be mass enjoyed by as many people as possible. So he Versus, like, he, he, give... he put Halo and Call of Duty in the same boat when at this point like Halo, 3 which is was incorrect. Like, yeah, okay. I, I I'm glad you agree. I I will say though they if if they why did they show Edmund in blackface? That was a weird part of the movie. Wait, what? It was like one of his previous Halloween costumes. I feel like they didn't have to show him in blackface. I don't remember. That. <laughs> they did. I wrote it down. It totally <laughs> happened. <laughs> they shouldn't have done that. But yeah, that's uh, indie game the movie. There, uh, I got I, things to say. You're trying to bookend oh, this like they did with the movie with the quote at the beginning and end. But no, fuck that. Two more things. One, oh, it pissed me off that all these indie game developers, with the except, so there's two out of three, like Montreal and San Francisco. If you're a struggling indie, don't live in San f- fucking City. Francisco yeah, it's like Montreal. the most expensive city like, in the universe. He's like working in coffee shops. Like, no, fuck you. This is not like make me think you're struggling. Like, god damn, dude. Like, give me get let me be more Vers- sympathetic here. But like the Meat Boy guys, you could tell like they were grinding hard. Like they they were struggling. Yeah. You know, they were taking out loans. They were doing everything they could to get this done. I mean, meanwhile, Mister Montreal is like in his you know debonair scarf that he got from H and M. You know, sipping coffee. Uh, as he's like, oh, I have to build this game by myself. Could, could which, you, which would suck and stuff like that. Could you believe but, um, Jonathan Blow was the person who made the witness? Could you, like, I don't know. Like, he, he was so... Oh, I absolutely can. No, I'm, I'm, I, he, I'm he's, being so sarcastic here. Like, he's the most pretentious man alive, and the witness is, like, it exudes pretentiousness. It was a very yeah, good game, but, like, yeah. F- fucking phenomenal top three for me. Yeah. But, um, he's, like, at a standing desk and stuff like that. Like, he's... Well, you... So... I could I could give you massive spoilers for the witness uh, that you haven't played because you never you never beat you never do got it off the camera ending. We'll do it off camera. Okay, but yeah, there's there's something that would like also help confirm this. But anyway, yeah, we'll we'll do this okay. after the podcast. Was he just like show his cock? Like, <laughs> yes, says, that like, is it's that like, is the second it's, ending. It's, he it's just like, whips out it's, his penis. It's it's like and, has a pretentious and, like, uh, tattoo to it or something. There's like dripping semen on the screen. Uh yeah, that's pretentious if you uh Yeah, ask that's me. indie game the movie. One more thing. One <laughs> more thing. It's kinda like a Steve One Jobs thing, thing, except we're talking about uh Jonathan Blow's come. Um <laughs> Steve Blowjob. Yeah. Oh, that was that was pretty smooth. Um the the talk about <laughs> game design from the Super Meat Boy guys was like on it made me like I, like fuck yeah, you know what you're talking about. Like it was like, Oh, you got this saw. And the saw is like stationary in these couple levels, but we like we we mix it up a bit. We make the saw a little harder in the later levels. All of a sudden, it's on this like spinny thing, you know? Yeah, it, it just goes back to good game design. Like they explain how to do everything. Like everything in the first couple levels explains how every mechanic in the rest of the game works, which is awesome. It's awesome, but that entire speech on good game design, I kept thinking back to Tembo, the badass elephant. I'm like, this game didn't it's do n- shit. And it makes me so sad because they had the tools and this game wasted all the potential. What the hell? Yep, yep, yep. 
What the uh, hell? I, I mentioned him a lot. Eager Raptor did a video on like the different uh, Zeldas and stuff like that, and he brings up the same exact point about why you know, Link to the Past and Ocarina of Time are such fantastic games because they uh, lend themselves to explain a lot of the mechanics very early on in very subtle ways you may not notice. Same with the Mega Man series, does the same thing. Does doesn't the Zelda one though like have some controversy around it and that like it like some of his opinions are like straight up wrong? Yeah, of course. But like not everything has to be, you know, liked or correct to get a point across, you know? For me it does. Shut the fuck up. If you don't like anything or correct anything. So, what is there in other news? Well, I mean, we just heard the theme song a little bit because of the transition here, and I honestly, I'm sorry that our theme song got so political so quickly. Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah. Like we we had like this cool thing going, and suddenly it's like suddenly it's oh, like oh, pissed. Trumpy boy, I uh, and little Trump Corona. And our theme song, Virtual Homework Podcast, dun, dun, dun. we're going to just go out and say that we do not sanction the use of our podcast for Trump's conferences. Straight up. <laughs> he just plays it in his entirety. Yeah, like he's playing ep- during like <laughs> episode, <laughs> episode one. <laughs> like, I hope he's not playing episode one because there were some deep, serious technical flaws with that one. But he's playing the most recent episode. He's playing Baba is You in its entirety, like, as the background track. <laughs> That's inappropriate <laughs> it, on multiple aspects, and we do not stand. Okay, so... No, I, d- I do not support any of this at all. There we go. We got the we got the statement. We got the sound bite. So... I do not... Um, It's like the shit that boomers post on Facebook that are like, I do not give any institution... Uh, the ability to use any photos I have on my Facebook, and if you do, you will be used to the full extent of law. And then it's like, post this on your profile because Facebook is uh, selling your photos tomorrow. I I agree with you that it's like boomer Facebook, but at the same time, I think it's more of that like spend time with my wife and family rather go f- go fishing. It's like one of those memes. What you ever? See- <laughs> oh yeah, it's like I, it's like I just want to grill or something. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and that's I just want to grill. That's my opinion on this. Is that speaking of Trump, uh, he's banning TikTok. Yeah, remember when I said he was not going to, and you're like, or no, remember when I said he was going to, and you're like, no, TikTok has good memes, and you're, I'm like, I'm like, dude, memes- he's like actually, I'm like s- upset. Like, well, the thing is, it's gonna get bought by Microsoft and be back at some point. I mean, like, I don't like, I understand. Like I know, I know, I said uh, ban TikTok, bring back Vine, but I've like I feel like this wouldn't have happened if Vine just never went away. Like, was Vine really that hemorrhaging in money? Vine was a bit like TikTok. I don't know. I don't know why they did it. I think something with investors. I actually don't know at all why they got rid of Vine. If I'm not mistaken, it was really really popular. Yeah, I I don't think it was like unpopular when they got. Like, I feel like Vine would have been bigger than TikTok currently is if they just kept it. Like, yeah. it would have been as pervasive as, like, Instagram and any other service like that. Like I said, I whatever, like, the data they're stealing, but, like, literally every other app and, you know, website and social media thing steals your uh, information. Yeah, but what I about the algorithms new... that specifically block anti-Chinese sentiment? Uh, literally every other company in the world do it. Look at Blizzard, like, all the anti-Chinese shit well, that people were saying okay. and stuff like that. And, okay. I mean, you know, but, like, like... At the same time, like, I would rather be beholden to... Uh, an algorithm that protects investors and an algorithm that inf- protects a to be fair regime. though uh i guess people weren't it wasn't the place to do it i, I don't want to get into fucking politics but um i totally think you yeah, could I'm, have political uh like uh, whatever okay yeah well more, more like political <laughs> um dana and i will hug. so what else do we have on the list want to know what i'm upset about i'm upset about multiple things What's... i'm just an angry angry guy so angry, angry that I'm today. willing to, to put it all on the line. What are you angry about? Oh, uh, my grapefruits. <laughs> <laughs> Last time I talked to you, you're eating a fucking grapefruit. Want to know what happened? Want to know what happened? Like, what? I came at you and I was like, oh, you know, I've been eating a grapefruit every day for like four weeks. It's been it's been good. Want to know what happened? Yeah. And it what? makes me so sad. I was literally like, as we were doing this, getting pinged. Sam, you missed your grapefruit for the first time in four weeks. Literally, as I'm telling you, I had a grapefruit streak. It was the first day I missed the grapefruit. Like, like what like, the fuck? So, like, I'm like bragging you, so you about my streak? grapefruit streak. Meanwhile, I lost my grapefruit streak. 
if I talked to you one day sooner, I would have had a grapefruit streak. So now I'm I'm about a weekend. Yeah, you gotta get your. streak I gotta right? get my streak back. My streak is at actually is that tw- it was at twenty two. I thought it was four weeks. It was like three weeks. But like I'm pissed <laughs> because it was literally as I'm talking to you. It's like it's like uh like me talking to you like oh there uh we're I my nuclear power plant's safe. There's and like there's a nuclear explosion happening like at the nuclear power plant. Like it's like. I'm telling you something that is like literally failing as as we speak, <laughs> and I'm pissed because the integrity of the grateful well, you have keeps me going. No as one a man. to blame but yourself. No, honestly, like a Saturday, I was just chilling, and I Dude, we were chilling pretty hard. Like maybe I was just out of my Bob routine because it was a Saturday, and like I. I had a grapefruit at like eleven forty-five p.m. today. I almost forgot again. Saturdays are dangerous, dude. That's I have that effect on people. I have like a. An aura of forgetfulness. I think about Dana, and it just makes me want to fail. It makes <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> ten out of ten. Uh, speaking of failing, you play any games lately? What do you? I've been uh, playing. Uh, f- I've been playing Fall Guys. Someone bought me Fall Guys. I, I was not gonna buy it, and then I bought it, and now I'm playing it, and it's fun. It's it's. It reminds me well, of Mario just, Royale a lot. It's just like a 3D version. Well, what I like about it is. I feel like in today's gaming sphere, there's not a lot of just, like, casual shit that, like, anyone can pick up and just play. This is a game, like, you can give to a child, you can give to an adult. Like, literally anyone can play. This is, uh, the controls are super simple, and it's fun. I would not you give know? it to a 110-year-old. Well, no, because they're, adult. like, shitting themselves. There's, like... Said anyone. A limitation. I would not give it to okay, a Okay, between, between the, between the ages infant. of, like... Uh, between the ages of like seven and like eighty two, like you ever you maybe. ever see those toys that are like three to a hundred? You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Isn't it? It's like everything, like a fucking like a, a sheet of no, paper but like you're like a like hundred one year old and you're like shit. I can't play with this rats at all. God fucking damn it! <laughs> I can't, I don't have anything to say about this topic anymore. No, you, Fall Guys is honestly pretty fun. The issue I have with Fall Guys is that I feel like it's a little too repetitive. They have to add new. Uh, shit to it but yeah they definitely need new maps but at the same time they're probably dealing with the fact that their servers don't work every five seconds i mean you saw how popular yeah i mean they're probably like Like, oh our game's gonna be fun for the 10 people who play it at once and they're like oh i guess all of luxembourg is playing this game at once right now yeah i've i bet you can go on steam right now and (laughs) i bet you Uh, can go on steam right now and just smash the microphone so everyone hears it (laughs) Um, and go on Steam and see how many people are currently in game. I bet it's a lot. I honestly, I, it's literally the most popular stream game of all time right now. Right now, of all, t- I'm actually like, I'm uh, actually curious how many people are in game right now. I'm gonna check Steam. Uh, give us some uh, some waiting music. While Jeopardy. I load up Steam. It's loading. Fall Guys has 130,000 people watching right now. How many people are playing it currently, though? For 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 um, reference, Valorant has one hundred twenty-five thousand people. Watching There's currently a hundred and one thousand people playing it right now. That's a That's... decent amount. That's at least more than I get on Twitch. <laughs> Let me see top games played on Steam. It'll show how many people are playing right now. Fall Guys is fourth in the world. What is it? CSGO. Uh, count- CSGO is 460,000. Dota is 393. Play- PUBG? People are still playing that shit? It's got to be like Russians or Chinese. something. Uh, like, I'm not even joking. Like 168,000. And then fourth in the world is Fall Guys with 101,000. Well, shit. And out of every game that's in the top like 25, Fall Guys has like a quarter like it has two million hours played versus CS:GO has like four hundred fifty-two million hours played. The like, the issue I see about Fall Guys is I I, I genuinely it, maybe it's part maps, maybe it's part the nature of the game. I feel like the game doesn't have depth and it's going to have a very hard fall off. I don't think it's going to have the level of interest that like a game like they PUBG need to like have. triple the amount of games. True, but at the same time, like I don't, I don't think it's gonna like turn into an esport. I just don't see the depth there. Like, I, like someone could. The, who the fuck's saying it's gonna turn into an esport? I've seen so many people say like Fall Guys esports. Like, I'm actually not even joking. That's the st- the stupidest fucking thing I ever heard in my no, life. What do you have? Like, what like do you have? Bean. A game that you're, is you're, literally you're the literally most... killer bean jumping on fucking rainbow like platforms. You have a game that is literally the most played on Twitch. Of course, people are gonna talk about esports on it. 
Like that that's like it's not even that stupid. It's like literally the most popular game on Twitch. It's gonna have like esports talk. So what do you think needs to happen with it to give it some more longevity? Um, I mean at as a at a basic minimum a rotation of maps, but like new maps, like Fortnite style, like honestly, where they like have like every new, week yeah, or something yeah, like but, that. Uh, like I hate even saying that because that is so unbelievably unhealthy from a development aspect. I don't know if you know much about uh fuck who makes Fortnite, Epic Games. Yeah, I don't know how much you know about Epic Games, but the actual working condition there are a nightmare. And like you don't actually get paid that much. You you basically work like unpaid overtime, and like it's just about the prestige of working at Epic Games. Like it it it's one of the worst crunches in video gaming, and like that's to support. Don't they make like? godly amounts of money true though. but like a lot of the developers don't actually see that uh it's just like what the yeah, fuck it, it's, Why would it's it, fucked like, up honestly like so, the so gaming community is so shit yeah like i we, we talked about like with death stranding like how games are worth so much money like with 60 dollars, like holy shit which i have not actually played since fuck i really i mean there's there's that. a reason for that though like they treat these developers like shit you, we saw the indie movie these guys got money because they did the work but it's like these guys at Epic Games are probably doing just as much work and getting paid. Yeah, money. honestly, if I was going to be a game developer, like, I understand it's way riskier to be an indie game developer, but, like, I wouldn't want to work for a AAA. That sounds like a terrible, like, who wants to design well, they said the, the... They said the movie themselves. Who, who wants to design like, the gooch on uh, the WWE 2K20 uh, <laughs> Undertaker? I don't know. Or, like, Le- like LeBron James fucking, like, ass curve. Like, I, I actually know someone who worked on WWE 2K14. He's like, yeah, I, I designed, like, the legs. And I'm like, oh, great, dude. That's a good job. Let's put that on, put that on a fucking plaque. 60 on a Metacritic. Uh, like, it's... It, <laughs> like, all the reviews say the legs sucked. <laughs> I, that would... I'd be sad for him because I'm literally related to them. The whole thing about Fall Guys is that, like, it's a game that people like right now. I don't think and, there's like, anything weeks, they can do care. to increase longevity. I think that the game, people are going to move on. It's just how it is. Yeah, but they, like, made their money, like, Oh, 100%. Though. Like, these people should this be game shooting is, like, over $20. Them. Yeah, it's... Like, they made a good game. They... I'm not going to deny they made a good game. I just personally don't think it's going to last. I feel like... A month from now, people are gonna be like, "Oh yeah, Fall Guys." That's fine though, because it's like they. How many copies do you think they sold? How if a hundred thousand people are playing right now, at least a million of Fall Guys have been sold. Have been sold. Um, I should say. I feel like they made that information. So with within over tw- the first twenty four hours, they had one point five million sales. Oh my god! Well, the game was in like beta for a while, right? And like it was getting generating. Hype. Yeah. So yeah, they made they made at least five dollars off the game. I, I feel like they yeah. definitely can. Uh, like they could just shut down service tomorrow and be like, bye. Yeah, I would. I would just go to the Bahamas if I were them. I wonder how many people are on the development team. It's by Devolver Digital. How many oh, Devolver, like no, 20... Devolver Digital makes a lot of good games. I didn't know it was by them. Yeah, they they have like 20 employees. Yeah. Oh, they made the Serious Sam games? Those no, games Devolver Digital, sick. like, did you see that one, like, uh, Devolver Oh, they Digital. did Hotline Miami? Yeah, do you, do you, did you ever see that Devolver Digital where it was like, uh, like, the, the weird-ass press conference? It was like kind of cringe? I feel like I did. You, you would, you, uh, you probably have, yeah. But no, uh, like they're like oh, so they made like the ta- they made like the tallest principal. Devolver Digital is like a publisher. They're like oh, they like, made genital jousting. Okay, no, like oh, they, so they publish they publish, they publish it. Okay. games like this. It's published by Devolver Digital. Like it, like they didn't make. Uh, Fall so Guys. okay, Mediatonic made it. Okay, they have two hundred and thirty employees. Jesus, they made uh, Mahjong Amazon Adventure. Oh shit! I'm actually I'm looking through this list. They made a billion ass games. Yeah, they made a shit ton of games. A lot of them are fucking shovelware, though. Yeah. They made Toy Story Woody's Great Escape. I love the Toy Story 2 video game. I saw a porno called Woody's Great Escape. Well, you... Oh, shit, they made Robot Unicorn Attack? Really? That game was awesome. Yeah. Always I wanna be with you. I'm not gonna sing it, but I already did, so... Thank you for ruining the podcast with, with that. They made Bejeweled 2, man. 
I, dude, I could never play Bejeweled, to be honest. But could you play like, it? At, could like you play it. it at round one with like the goddamn diamond? Oh, no, it's like I it's just, I hate the trend of like they just take like apps and make arcade machines. Like, the fuck do I want to pay two dollars? It's to on a big ass and, screen though. Yeah, and you fail in thirty seconds. Or I could play it on my phone for seven years. Yeah, but it's on a big ass screen though. Your your face is on a big ass screen, and I'm tired of looking at it. Well, turn off. End this my, shit. Uh, no, we're not ending this shit. We got things to say. Speaking of speaking of like, no, I I have no transition. Jack in the Box mini tacos. What did what about them? Did you see that ad, man? No, they look so good. I sent you the ad, man. What did you send? What where? If you scroll up in our chat, I uh eight four twenty twenty. I sent you an ad. I like, and I hate. You're it. like you're like this got me fucked up because they look really good, and that's the problem. Like I hate. All right, I'm playing this video on live on the podcast. Yeah, well, I'll I'll play it honestly. I'm playing it right now. We'll have the audio. This is Salmon Post. The video just features very corporate, generic rock music. It's just a video of them dipping a taco in the in the sauce. Sam out. It's ruining. Those look really good. They look really good. Like. The thing about Jack in the Box, which is kind of ironic, because like I should be thinking about this from Chipotle, which I actually eat at constantly. When I think of Jack in the Box, I think I of like Chipotle. people dying of E. coli. I literally had Chipotle today. But like, do you know what I'm talking about with uh, Jack in the Box and E. coli? Didn't a bunch of people get E. coli from like their lettuce or some shit? Yeah, but like Chipotle had way more, and like, but like for some reason I keep thinking like Jack in the Box had like a scandal in the '90s. It's kind of like Brown's Chicken. You know how like death happened? No. You know, didn't hear about the Brown's Chicken Massacre? No, I like Brown's Chicken. Yeah, well, that's why there's, like, only, like, five more Brown's Chickens, because they had, like... What a, happened? They had a hundred, and then, like, some uh, guy robbed and killed, like, four people in a Brown's Chicken, and no one wanted to eat a Brown's Chicken anymore. They have, like, the best chicken fingers on the planet. Brown's Chicken so has expensive. really good onion rings. Legit. There's one near my house. They had. Really they have a lot though. of good sides. Like brown. Yeah, there's, they're expensive, though. Like, if you get, like... Two pieces of chicken and a side, it's like $13. The, the issue is that they weren't at one point. It was just that, like... Yeah, I I guess I do remember them being everywhere and then, like, not. Yeah, because someone not... I was going to say someone died. No, it was like multiple people got murdered. That's very different than someone died. The Brown Chicken Massacre. It's literally That's called that. Of... It has a Wikipedia article. Like, uh... It's the name of my new band. There's the Black Dahlia Murder and then there's the Brown Chicken Massacre. Yeah, like, uh, it, it's totally a thing. Here's here's the Wikipedia article. <laughs> Um, oh, it's, it's exactly the yeah, it's called the it. it's called the brown chicken massacre seven people were killed what the fuck yeah it's it's not good um but on wow. that topic like yeah I, I i keep thinking of jack in the box i think keep thinking about a coli but like i'm willing to risk e. coli for those mini tacos they look so good like legit i mean i feel the same way about chipotle yeah yeah like that- i'm not gonna get but the thing is like there's way more people eating chipotle than like anyone ever ate a brown's chicken so i guess i'm not scared it's like it's kind of like one of those like yeah i'm not gonna get like i didn't even know this was a thing i've been going to brown's chicken still it's not like a thing it's not like you go to brown's chicken and get murdered like it happened (laughs) once i like a million years ago yeah Yeah. but i just reading the wikipedia article it's like it seems like they had a huge drop off like 35 percent in sales like immediately after the incident yeah that sucks it does because like honestly i feel like brown's chicken like that that was good shit and, I'm, and I'm now hungry, it's less man. good shit. Yeah, I'm I'm obviously hungry if I'm gonna uh, bringing up the grapefruit, bringing up the mini tacos. I feel like we end up talking about food a lot, like towards the end, because like our beer is kicking in, and we're like, oh man, I'm fucking hungry. Yeah. Oh yeah, you what, were actually were totally we right. About? Uh, you you were totally right, and that Billy Mays totally just did a bunch of coke and died. Really? So he like hit his head, but it was not the cause of death. Like I remember, I said like, "Oh, he hit his head in like some luggage and died." Yeah, I know he did drugs, but no, he 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 did that, but it was not why he died. He totally just died from a drug overdose. What the fuck? It's like all these fucking infomercial guys are just like dying of drugs. Like that guy died. Well, Vince, the fucking ShamWow guy died. Well, ShamWow guy died. Didn't you say that last podcast? No, ShamWow guy like bit a hooker's tongue off. <laughs> They're like living, you know, fast and loose or whatever because they're, you know, riding on that fucking infomercial high. I bet those guys made unbelievable amounts of His money. His name's literally Offer. It's Vince Offer. 
Vince. His his name is Offer Shlomi, but like like he changed his name to his literal first name is Offer. Shlomi. <laughs> hey, let me see your Shlomi. Wow. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Let's see. Legal issues. Arrest. Damn, he beat the shit out of a prostitute. That's well, fuck. she bit his tongue that- off. I mean, like that doesn't. I don't condone beating women, but like. It wasn't like unprovoked, you know what I'm saying? We don't. You weren't there. You don't know. I wasn't there. I do not know. That is correct. I'm, I'm not willing there, to die on this hill if you get what I'm saying. <laughs> like <laughs> this Shamwow guy. Like this is my stand. I mean, I, I'll, I'll, I'm only saying like one thing. I'm actually annoyed about like I'm like I'm like one of five people that use Google Play Music. Yeah, uh, that's true. Do, yeah, do you use Spotify? Right? No, I use YouTube. YouTube Premium Music. No, I just like okay. Well, any search like, videos so for like, songs I like. I, I got I got <laughs> Google horrible. Play Music Premium because I'm I'm in a grandfathered plan. This was like a deal that like apparently was forever and it only applied for like two months. But like the people who got it, like they still have it. But like if you got Google Play Premium, it came with YouTube Red and it was ten bucks a month. So like I have like ad free music like Spotify and ad free YouTube. I literally just get YouTube Premium so I can listen to music with the app closed. Yeah, yeah, but. That's literally all the reason I have. If you have it, YouTube Premium, is... you might actually be able to get the uh, specific YouTube Music app that now exists because it's replacing the Google Play Music app. And I hate the YouTube Music app, and I just wish Google Play Music was back. What is it? What's so bad about it? I don't, it's just different UI. It's different, and I hate because it. it's like it's like fifty. I'm literally paying fifteen dollars so I can listen to like a no, podcast no, you, while you, like looking at Reddit. You definitely. That's literally- you definitely have like access to the YouTube music app. I would just—it's like a, if you want a legit music app like Spotify, I would download that. So I literally listen to like three things, and it's Gucci Mane, um, you know, two-hour-long trance mixes, and fucking like entire CDs, which are all on YouTube. And the virtual homework podcast. Oh yeah, and and the virtual homework podcast now available on Spotify and any other now uh, fantastic available podcast. on Spotify before. Before we decided we were going to have three months of episodes with no Spotify support because we were, no, we now available on. It's on everything, okay? Now available on goddamn uh, Castbox, actually though, because someone asked us. Dude, it's it it's on fucking smoke signals and shit. All right. Yeah, we we go into the forest and we go around a goddamn fire and then uh, we reenact the podcast. We have the we have the bat signal, except it just says virtual homework podcast. Yeah, it's it's like the circle with the uh, retro lines signal. Look in the sky right now. There's actually a plane going by, holding a banner that advertises us. In fact, if you look in the sky right now, you might be able to see a symbol that says "Please end the podcast for the love of God." <laughs> just just stop before you just start talking about like taxes or some stupid ass shit. Bye everybody. Hey guys, so if you like the episode, uh make sure to follow Virtual Homework Podcast wherever you get your podcasts and rate it 5 stars if you can. Or if you hate it, do 5 stars anyway or uh, I will find you. If you rate it less than 5 stars, Dan will be bound and gagged. On a train track. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs>